This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. What's up, gang? Welcome to The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mashazde. I'm so pumped to have you here with me. Now, listen, The Greatness Machine, we're about two things. Number one, people who are living their passions. And number two, those who are creating greatness in the world and doing both of these things despite the odds against them. Each episode, we're going to feature interviews with game changers, business leaders, you know, telling us their origin stories, what made them tick, what got them to where they are now. Why? So it can help you step into your greatness within your life, your business, and your career. Occasionally, you might hear a few solo episodes from myself, moi, as I say, as I leverage my 20 years of entrepreneurship as a CEO and founder to help you grow and level up in your journey to scale your life and your business. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversation, and I'm stoked to have you here with me. Wow, what can I say? Great episode with Devin Johnson. Uh, Devin is a quite a, an interesting individual. I mean, this guy started his first business when he was literally 15, made over $100,000 selling flipping sneakers, then goes on to build what's now a $15 million per year SaaS startup, uh, bootstrapped it, and he did it in five years with him and a couple of partners. Uh, such a cool story, man. What a cool guy. Interesting and he's not even 27 years old. The guy's done all this before the age of 26. So super inspiring story, tons of hardship he overcame, and I'm really excited to share this story with you. So hope you enjoy. Stay tuned. Guys, welcome to today's episode of The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mashazi, and boy, do we have a special guest. Devin Johnson is in the house. What's up, Devin? What's going on, Darius? Oh, man. Living the dream, baby. Living the dream. How about yourself? Anybody with a pink unicorn in the background, I would absolutely believe you are living the dream, my friend. So, you know, I, I, uh, I, I'm also, you know, living my best life. Also, uh, expecting a new daughter any day now. So excited about that. Hells. Yeah, man. What a blessing. Children are a blessing and I'm congratulations to you and your family. Is this your first child? Doesn't sound like it by, by what you just said. Sec- second child. And then we're, we're done at two. Me and the wife mutually agreed. Two kids is it. So, uh, two daughters will be a girl dad through and through and uh, very excited to to welcome, you know, baby girl number two, uh, technically due in a week from now. I don't know when the listeners will pick this episode up, but uh, April 14th is our is our due date. So cool, man. It will hopefully be just before you're a dad <laughs> of two. And I would say don't count it out, man. Don't let your wife out on two. Two times two is four. I go for four, baby. <laughs> I mean, you know. so I'm big into cars. I love cars. And I just made a video. I I got a Lamborghini Urus. I'm like, look, this is as dad as it's going to be. Like, no minivans, okay? Urus is like kind of the line, you know? Oh, man. So, you, you, got, you got to you, – you're, you're not thinking big enough, okay? You're not thinking big <laughs> enough. All right? I'm going to tell you, like – why do you have to be the driver? You know, like but, have right, a, right. Have a driver and just pump out some more kids. <laughs> we, we need more. We need we need more more badasses to have more kids. That's the way I look at things. So, uh, man, do you mind doing a little bit of housekeeping and then we'll jump right into the show? Does that work for you? Go, yeah, yeah. Go right ahead. 
let's let's do that. So hey, listen for listeners and audience who's new to the show. We're about two things here. Well, people are living their passions and those creating greatness in the world and doing so despite the odds. And my man Devin here is neither short of passion nor greatness. So um, I was telling Devin actually uh, earlier on the show is that you know most people we're at a, you know greatness is at a point right now where you know we got top ten in the country and for business podcasts not too long ago on Apple and so we got a lot of inbound people asking to be on the show and every now and again we'll use uh, some platforms to to look for guests. And so uh, former guest on the show, Travis Chappelle, was on uh, his platform, Guestio. Uh, they sent us a bunch of folks. I mean, it was like 20 or 30 folks. And then all of them were great. But but we were looking for a really specific um, profile for the show. And I was telling Devin, I was like, look, man, you were like two out of 30 that we really loved. And, and, <laughs> you, and, and, and so I'm going to give your formal bio. But, man, you got a crazy story, entrepreneurial story, amazing entrepreneurial story. You're into a bunch of different stuff. Uh, young guy, right? How old are you? You're in your 20s, right? Yeah, twenty six. Yeah, so so you're you're a young man, twenty one when you started the connected. When we're talking all about connected, um, man, on my own, I was a young entrepreneur myself. Um, don't let this baby face fool you, but but I was uh, I'm I'm, I'm in my forties now. But I started my first my first big win was I was about the same age as you. I was twenty five when I my first big win, um, but I was no, an entrepreneur awesome. long before then, um, and so yeah, um, so we're here talking to Devin. Devin is the CEO of Connected. It's a software as a service company up in Indianapolis. Uh, got to see a cool view of the stadium outside his window just before the show started. Big into motocross racing, sneakerhead. He's built his team of 107 core value-driven individuals. And they're out there acquiring companies, bringing in people on their platform. I mean, just crushing life. And we're going to be talking all about the company he built as well as all the great things he's interested in um, and then some. So, um, I love it. Did I miss anything? If I missed something, you feel free to chime in. No, no you, you did a great job. Uh, the only thing I'd uh, add, you know, outside of, you know, love and life and, and whatnot, big into, you know, mindset and growth, cars, love collecting watches as well. So just a few other things for point points of relation. Sweet, man. Um, so yeah, uh, I love the mindset stuff. We get, we talk mindset till we're blue in the face. I love it, man. Um, that, I'm a big mindset person myself. Um, but let's take a step back. I love it. You know, here at the greatness machine, we love talking to folks about their origin story. Like what makes them tick? How did you get to where you got to? And you have a really interesting origin story. So I'd love if you, if you don't mind kind of take us back, you know, give us kind of the quick and dirty, like, you know, how did you get to where you're at? But, but I'd love to hear kind of the early, early years, the early story and, and uh, yeah, let's tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so grew up in a in a uh, divided home from the get go. Mom and dad were never married, um, and then growing up, my first ten years, my dad was locked up in a state penitentiary for armed robbery with his brother. Um, and so my dad, my mom would take me to make sure I had a relationship with my father. You know, once a month or once every other month. You know, we we had that uh, you know jailhouse type relationship where he would write me letters and you know, make me bracelets and stuff from send them to, for my birthday. But, you know, so growing up pretty much single mother raising me, she's absolute rock star foundation for, for a lot where I'm at today. Um, but, you know, and then he got out and a couple years, you know, later I found out uh, I was uh, at his house and stumbled into a, a few pounds of weed and he had to sit me down and explain his occupation and he explained it as being a professional street pharmacist or uh, just a drug dealer, right? So my mom's a factory worker, hard worker, busted her ass. And then my dad on the other extreme, 
uh, like the the fancier things in life and and sold drugs. So I had two very unique outlooks on life. One thing my dad never let me look up to was to glorify what he did. He was not proud of it, but it is quote unquote what he knew, right? He was in the streets at a young age and um, grew up. Uh, he had a, a very tough childhood with basically no parents. His grandparents raised him. But long story short, uh, at 15, a life-changing event happened where my sister was diagnosed with a rare form of brain cancer. If my home wasn't broken enough, uh, my dad admitted a heroin addiction at the time, disappeared for over a year. That's when entrepreneurship really started for me. I started by reselling sneakers to help my mother uh, during that time. And so um, it, it, he came back around into the picture around a, a year later when I got my license and I started building this sneaker trade show. And that's where I like to say I, I got my, you know, uh, you know, master's degree in business. I learned how to build a website. I learned how to build relationships, buy low, sell high, buy in bulk. And uh, if you Google Indie All-Star Sneaker Expo, you'll still see these, some of these events that I would run on YouTube and just kind of the old framework of it. But that is where my, my origin short story starts with a bunch of adversity. Also in the same week of my sister's cancer diagnosis, my best friend committed suicide. Um, and that shortly after all of that kicked off. I had a really bad accident on my, my dirt bike where I was uh, lost all sponsorship. And it, it was just a crazy low point of my life, the lowest it's ever been. And uh, how old, you know, how old that, are you? I was 15. It's like 15 to 16 when all that happened. And, and so when you started doing the uh, entrepreneurial stuff with the shoes, how, how old were you then? Were you 15 as well? I was 15. Yeah. I, I flipped uh, if anyone listening familiar with the LeBron all-star uh, the all-star weekend for the NBA. There's always a release of every major sneaker. And so I got the all-star pack and flipped it. That was my first flip when I was 15. Uh, How much you make? $400 before I walked out of the mall. So, 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 hold on. so, so, so you, did you go like, were you like one of those dudes that was like sleeping in a tent waiting for the shoe, the, the, like in line for the shoes? Like tell us about that a little bit. Yeah. Not a tent, so you would still line up. This has changed drastically. It's part of why the I changed directions to marketing and then to software. But back in the day, you would wait in line, and it, but you couldn't get in line until X amount of hours. Every store, every mall had different policies. So you'd wait in your car until they would come out and let you in, and typically it was like three hours before release day. And so you'd wait in your car, just waiting for them to open the door. And then you'd go in there and you wait in line and you'd get the release. But now it's all digitized where it it's all app-based and it's random, randomized. There is no uh, real in-store releases anymore. And, and and so let me ask a question about this because I'm completely ignorant when it comes to, to sneakers. I'm, I'm, I, I think this happened when, – what year did this get really popular? It must have been like 10 or 15 years ago, the, the sneaker stuff. Two thousand seven, two thousand eight was really the first big year of sneaker reselling with Jeff Staple um, releasing the Pigeon Dunk uh, at local skate shops, and and then that sneaker now today resells for about a hundred thousand. All right, so so that's fifteen years ago. So so the reason I'm like clueless about it is, oh seven was when my first business imploded, and I was like twenty nine. So I was I was past my prime on that. I, I I I lived in San Francisco and I would see people like waiting in line for. I'm like, what the fuck are these people doing? And so, <laughs> like 
I'm like, is there like a porn star or something in line? You know, like, 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 what are the, what, like, is there like a movie like release or something? I was like, I had no they idea. It's just a bunch giving of, away. it was a bunch of young dudes. Right. So I'm like, oh, I must yeah. be like a porn star or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Giving away free, free, uh, stimulants or something. Like. Yeah, I did, no, I figured it was something, but I didn't know what it was. And, the, and then, and then I quickly learned that people were like buying sneakers and I guess there was this big sneaker collecting and resales and whatnot. And so like, you know, I kind of, kind of casually watched it from afar and I would see people like obsess about it um but uh so a question about that is are you getting like a size is it like is there a specific size you buy when you're like oh you got to get a size 10 because that's like the most popular size or like how's uh, that work different sizes so most common size in the u.s is 10 and a half um and so you obviously want to shoot for a 10 and a half if you're going for resale value however just getting the sneaker is half the battle like you don't really have a huge say so in the in the size of it especially those days just kind of where you fell in line and what they had left and then how many pairs the store got like and so you'd ask for a 10 and a half then be like we only got 11 and a half for a size nine you just kind of like i'll take the 11 and a half or i'll take the nine and you so, were planning on wearing them so it didn't really matter right at that time now i'm on the i'm on the buying end of the spectrum because i collect right, right. So now I, I get these kids that are hitting these releases and I'm like, damn, I know he just paid $200. Now he wants $1,200. <laughs> like you just know the game. So because you've seen all ends of the spectrum from buying and reselling to trade shows to everything. But you just you just bite the bullet because, you know, part of sneaker collecting is they're rare. Like they're super limited, you know. Right. A limited run would be like 100,000 pairs. You know, it'd be like a right. rare release. That's like right? worldwide, though, right? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And, and and so so right. So you started this business. You get hurt in your dirt bike. Your sister gets diagnosed with cancer, and this is all before the age of sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, dude, it was it was a lot at once. Um, I remember the lowest point in my life, uh, like it was yesterday, sitting there. Uh, keep in mind, my best friend committed suicide too. Like. Oh yeah. Sorry. I left that one out. Wow. Yeah. 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 So, and then my dad admitting he has this heroin addict. I mean, just like every shit storm that could happen, you're injured, your sister's fighting for her life, being told that she's, you know, may not make it through surgery. Best friend commits suicide. Dad walks out. Mom loses her. Like every shit possible scenario all at once at such a young age. I remember sitting on a, on my futon and like, listen, I know a lot of this out of my control, but whatever I can do to control a, 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 an environment and, and get equip myself, I'll never be here again as much as I can control it. And so, I mean, that, that really set me on a mission to create income at first, right? So that, cause money creates options in my opinion, right? You first mm-hmm. do good and then money's a byproduct and then money creates options. And so at first it was just making money to, to help my mom because my, my mom is immediately terminated from a career of over 10 years when they found out that she's going to have to move to the hospital and they end up living in the hospital uh, just over two years between radio, chemo, learning to walk again, talk again, eat again. I mean, my sister's still with us today. She actually beat the cancer. Oh, congrats, a, man. Yeah, she had a less than 1% chance. What kind of cancer um, was it again? It was Magister blastoma. It, it attacked. Yeah, it's brain cancer. It, oh, shit. No way. Yeah, particularly, it attacks your adrenaline gland 
and your and your spine and your 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 body to communicate a flight or fight response. All of that affected. So, adrenaline gland. Uh, she doesn't have the flight or flight response. So if, for instance, she rode a roller coaster, she would have a heart attack. Oh, so, oh, so she, oh, I was, I was hoping it went the other way where she could like climb, like free, free climb. And it, you ever hear like, you ever see <laughs> yeah, that movie yeah, free yeah. solo? The dude's oh, yeah, like, yeah. doesn't, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't respond to fear. Your sister's just like free climbing. Oh no, it's it, the other way around where, where she gets scared. So her body doesn't react like, yeah, so her, is, she, how's that she doesn't work? have. Yeah, she doesn't have the 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 chemo the chemical the body needs to produce to calm itself down. I, I don't know oh, what shit. I don't know what that's called. I forget what it's called. Okay. Um, but but her adrenaline gland doesn't produce it, so it, her body doesn't know to calm itself down in flight or fight type responses. Oh wow! Okay, so so what does she do when she gets in these like? I mean, because yeah, I, mean, I got to so assume she carries, like anybody, she, right? She carries an EpiPen style solution to this. It's not an EpiPen, but it's it's very similar to where if, if a car accident happens or something crazy happens, you inject her with leg. it. Yeah, it pops in the leg, and then it creates that calming effect or or slows the heart rate from just imploding on itself but has her she cancer, figured out has she figured out what types of things has she had to use it yet or no uh not to my knowledge um i've i i figured i would my mom would call me about that type of right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, i've never i've never heard that you know being the case uh she also has a lot of other side effects where she, she wasn't supposed to be able to like walk or talk or like do normal shit at all um but you know obviously she does but if she gets into semi-stressful situations, like she has a job, right? She, she works at a, a local gas station, like serving food and stuff. Mm-hmm. And if like a lot of orders come in and her stress naturally just rises just like a tad, it'll drain her energy like this. And so one sure. day she like fainted at work. The shot didn't need, she didn't need the shot because it wasn't necessarily adrenaline, but it was like fatigued from the she doesn't have the gland that helps it's got i think it's called the pituitary gland that helps regulate stress adrenaline flight or flight response and that that was a that was what mainly was attacked with her cancer and where her brain tumor was so 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 well thank god she's okay i'm glad to hear that um so was your mom so your mom was working in a factory you said she lost they, they that's crazy they fired her i mean did she was she did she go on like fmla or something like that to like kind yeah of support the family how did that work fmla uh stepped in you know and there were scenario situations and scenarios where i would help out and you know eventually you know she would repay or, or, or do her best to to get me back to even but there was situations where i'd step in and help or just step in and go out of my way to assist at 16 um my school board actually knew about all the situation new new it's small community new palestine indiana it's not a huge town a couple stop flights so they they knew about the situation enrolled me into a program uh technically put me head of household because of the amount of income that i was responsible for helping um with the situation but, you know, my mom, as challenging and as shitty as the hand she was dealt, did an incredible job not turning substance abuse, staying semi-positive, keeping me as much as she can online and track to graduate high school. And she never missed a sporting event, even with my sister being in the hospital. Like, 
she had a tough situation she had to deal with just you know my family i don't come from money like not even close and my my family thinks money is very scarce it's very far from abundant thinking and so it, there just wasn't a lot to stretch and so i would step in and help and then eventually you know she she got the fmla in place and my dad started coming back around and things got easier and i was able to just start to stack cash but you know she she was a foundational piece to try to help you know keep me in the right direction but oh, with the weird. with the head of household uh, starting sophomore year of high school i went half day but still was able to get a work towards full credit hours to graduate high school like a normal high school student i would just meet with the school board uh you know once a month or, or meet with a counselor once a month meet with the school board once a year and they would just kind of evaluate things and whatnot so, so, it was so they, they gave unique. you a little a little bit of a hall pass it sounds like so that you could you know help support the family that's that's a pretty yep. nice gift so yep. you have this business uh, you know, sounds like you flipped the first pair. You said you made $400. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and, yeah. and, and how quickly did that income grow? Tell, tell us a little about the growth of that business, the growth of that income. Yeah. So my dad growing up, this is how I even knew sneakers was of value. My dad always bought shoes. Like my dad always, my dad passed away when I was 21, just kind of further down the road in my story, but he, he overdosed, right? Surprising. Um, and when he passed, he still left me like, 150 pairs of shoes. Unfortunately, my foot outgrew his size, but I still have a bunch of his shoes. So like all my life, he always had a ton of shoes, would always buy me shoes. Like that was his like random Christmas gifts in the middle of June type. Hey, here's four pairs of shoes. So I knew that I could make money now off releases. So I went home and I found pairs that had certain value, 300, 400, 500. And I, I found a local sneaker meetup they were calling them meetups at the time, not like sneaker cons or trade shows. Walked in, offloaded all of them, walked out with like 3200 bucks. So now I have $3,600 bankroll to start flipping and, and, and making things happen. Um, I got up to 10000 in about 45 days. I bought a moped. That, that was my first per- business purchase, right? If you look back, I got a moped, a Toto 50. Look up a Toto 50. I bought it brand new and I was driving it home. I was going down a hill and I shit you not, the mirror fell off of it. This thing was brand new too. So it, it, so I was so disappointed, but I, uh, I figured out how I could hold five to six pairs of shoes in between my legs and then like put my chin down and haul these sneakers around. So that was my first set of wheels. Um, eventually... There was weeks that I'd make 10, 15, 20 grand. I I found a specialized market where they would buy, uh, Asians would buy U.S. market sneakers, top resale value. So let's say the resale value was $1,000 on a shoe. They'd pay you $1,000, zero questions asked, and buy as many pairs of a certain shoe that you could get them. So I'd deplete my bankroll, like down to like 20 bucks to fill up the scooter, you know, and buy McDonald's. And then I would go, he would come down from Michigan, buy, and then send it overseas and double his money. So I got top resale value off of the pairs. And then he would send overseas and double his money. So it was a great little relationship. 
And then once I got my license, my actual license, I started the trade show. First one was Indie All-Stars, uh, no, Indie Kicks, and then Indie All-Star Sneaker Expo. So started a little trade show where I built a website, invited vendors to buy, sell, trade. This is when I started making like some months, 30, 40,000 a month because I'd, I'd host these trade shows. But before the show started, I'd go buy all the inventory I know I could go sell. So again, I would deplete my bankroll, but then I'd make money on the door, charging people 20 bucks to come to the show. You know, my first show, I had like 75 people come. My biggest show I ever had was several thousand uh, that wow. came through the door. Yeah. So, and this is, pack- how old were you then? How old were you then? This this was sixteen to to eighteen, so that wow. time window. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. In the world of successful partnerships, names like Procter and Gamble, Ben and Jerry, and supply and demand echo through business history. But when it comes to growing your business, who are the perfect partners? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. We're talking from launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we hit a million dollar order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Picture this, a time when my business was facing a tough hurdle and I wasn't sure how to break through. But then came the breakthrough moment, a game changer that took my business to the next level. You know, what I absolutely adore about Shopify is its unparalleled ability to adapt and grow with your ambitions. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 75 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Darius, all lowercase. That's D-A-R-I-U-S. Go to shopify.com slash Darius now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Darius. Hey, business leaders and decision makers, get ready to supercharge your success with the ultimate source of business leadership, wisdom, Harvard Business Review. Harvard Business Review is your daily dose of practical advice for better business management. Visit hbr.org for the latest articles like The Art of Setting Expectations as a Project Manager or AI Can Help You Ask Better Questions and Solve Bigger Problems. But this isn't just a list. I personally found the article on AI absolutely mind-blowing. It changed how I approach technology and analytics, providing real-world tools for better decision-making. And don't miss the HBR Magazine. It's published six times a year, offering timeless insights around crucial management themes. Perfect for those moments when you just you know want to get away from the screen and dive deep into some transformative content. But wait, there's more. HBR delivers top-notch podcasts, videos, and real-world case studies. From HBR on leadership to the big idea, HBR covers it all, providing invaluable insights from the best in the business. Harvard Business Review has been a game changer for me. It's challenged my thinking and made me a more effective leader. And don't forget the newsletters. Stay up to date on a variety of business topics, ensuring you're always in the know. Ready to elevate your leadership game? Dive into hbr.org, explore their podcasts, read their magazines, 
the wealth of knowledge is at your fingertip. While much of Harvard Business Review's content is available for free after signing up at their site, subscriptions to unlimited content start at only $10 a month. Go to hbr.org forward slash subscriptions and enter the promo code greatness right now to take advantage of this great offer. Again, go to www.hbr.org forward slash subscriptions and enter the promo code greatness to learn more about this great opportunity to help manage your career and your business. So, so, so in between the age of 16 to 18, those, what what was your, I mean, obviously I'm assuming you were trying to like write off as much of your expenses as you could, but what was your biggest revenue year in those years? How, how big did you grow the revenue to over like a 12-month so period? My, my accounting uh, at that time was a shoebox. And so when I graduated high school, I had over 100000 in a shoebox. I was really proud of it. A couple shoeboxes, yeah. but I was nice. really proud of it. Uh, sneaker business is primarily a cash business. So, we, you know, um, you don't necessarily – you don't have a bookkeeper or anything. I didn't even have an uh, – in LLC till I was 18, 19. So that's, like, that's amazing, man. That's amazing. Yeah. So you, so you, so you had a, you had socked away a hundred K before you're 18, just yeah. like hustling. So, so you're and so I'm assuming like you were able to make sure your the family could, you know, handle itself during that For time sure. frame. Like you really were like, did your mom, when did your mom go back to work or did she go back to work? Yeah, yeah, she did. Uh, she's, she's back working now. It's still, you know, doing her thing and, and here recently. Um, so uh, important little side note, I mentioned earlier, like my family's pretty scarce mindset and also very negative and, and they like to just talk. I'm talking about my whole family in general, not, my mom necessarily as an individual, but just the family in general is you say one thing, they play a game of telephone and it's the polar opposite to at the next family gathering. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. I'm sure you've had that happen. And and so I distanced myself for a couple years of no, no family seen my mom Thanksgiving and Christmas on the intention of finding mentors Finding my faith, found faith at 18, uh, which that's kind of a transition story, but found faith at 18, found, you know, first online mentor really got me going was Mr. Grant Cardone. I'm sure a lot of people, uh, you know, you you find that video or that person you relate to and you're just, you get amped. And then, you you know, I just distanced myself to where I I had to find me and what what I stood for, what I was going to do and create, um, to be the one, right? Uh, I love Ed Milet as well. Like he always talks about it in his talks and his book, you know, one more that just came out or, or whatever the exact title is. Like you, you yeah, are the, the power one. of one more. Yeah. The power of yeah. one more. You know, it, there's that one person that is the one that sets out and changes the direction of your last name forever. And, and that that's me. Right. So yeah, my dad, Dallas 21, half his family have never met. His dad died before he did, so my grandpa on that side. His mom, literally lunatic inside of a loony house in Indiana. Like my mom, you know, God love her, but you know, stuck in kind of her ways. And and her the all that family, you know, truckers, semi construction, you know, just like normal shit, low middle class, trying to get by, and nothing wrong with that. But I did not want that. I wanted to 
create a new legacy. So I, I cut myself off for a while. Yeah. That, it, you know, look, I mean, you know, there's a what famous Jim Rohn quote, which is you are the average of the five people you spend the most amount of time with. Right. And so, I mean, I think that that you're obviously smart enough to see that having a negative environment wasn't going to get you to where you want to get to, especially if you're listening to someone like Grant or, or an Ed Milet. I'm, um, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Ed Milet. I love his book, The Power of One More. And, you know, he's got a whole quote in there, which is, you know, life is either happening to you or for you. Right. And he's got, he's a real good, he's a real smart guy. We actually, I actually interviewed, um, oh gosh, uh, yesterday, um, Matt Higgins, two days ago, Matt Higgins, who just wrote a book, Burn the Boats, which you should check out. You'll, you'll like that. He was one of the guest sharks on Shark Tank. Um, but he's, he's, he's actually with Ed today. He's doing Ed show today. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, like you can't choose your family. You can love your family. You can't choose them, but it sounds like you really made the the conscious decision at a young age to, you know, not let their negativity drag you down, you know? So, so tell us about that. Was it just like, you're like, Hey, I'm not, not going to be around this or what, what was it like? Were your friends, were they hating on you because you were doing well? Like, like, what what, what was the environment like around you? Yeah, it, it was never hating. Um, my mom is actually very supportive, but there's always the, uh, like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it because she, she listens to all my content. So, you know, I'm also trying trying to not necessarily offend her, but you know, she, she just couldn't get out of her old ways is the best way to put it. And like, you know, and, and, as far as the the family in general, like everything was just a big deal. Like a hundred bucks for this was a big deal. Like going to the state fair, big deal. Like just no abundance in any direction or anywhere you looked and just factory, go to college, you know, work for the man type mentality throughout the whole family. And I'm just like, and it was dramafied. So anything that would happen would be magnified times 10. And I talked about in the whole family. Um, like that's drove me fucking nuts. There was one point I, uh, my first house, I had four family members that lived on the same street and all on my mom's side. And some, I would have a, a cookout or something. And I'd get a phone call later the, that day or next day, like, oh, I heard you had a raging party. It's like, what? What what is happening here? Like, you know, so I just I just had to like distance myself because everything was just assumptions and worst case scenarios, right? But it's the easiest way I could put it. And so Yeah. You know, it's I well, no offense to your to your family. I, I my I think a lot of people's families are like that. Um and especially like like it, what you've done and what you've continued to do is pretty abnormal. And we're going to get into, you know, connected, which, which I'm excited to talk about, but like that's abnormal what you did, especially at your age, it's even more abnormal. Some by circumstance, probably some innately, just how you are as a human, you know, talking about my Ed Milet being the one, right. The person that people can come to who's elevating the family and opening new doors. That's intimidating to a lot of people. Number one, number two, at least in my experience is if, you know, scarcity mentality can be generational. So their parents had scarcity mentality. And look, man, like you're born in what? Late nineties, 97, right? Mm-hmm. 97. So, yep. so yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I don't know how old your mom is probably what in her forties or fifties or something like that. Uh, I think she's about to be 40. Actually, 
I, I'm not sure. Somewhere around there. Yeah. 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 So, so, so that means that she was born in the seventies, more than likely or early eighties or something like that. Um, and, and her family was born in the sixties and their family was born in the forties or thirties. And like, you know, what I always tell young people is go look at, go read history of what the world was like, like 80 years ago, not that long ago. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. It was fucked up. It was fucked up, dude. <laughs> like 80 years ago, right now, there's people in concentration camps and they're bombing the shit out of like the Asia and, and Europe, you know, mm-hmm. and then they had to rebuild all that stuff. So, so this is people that are still alive today. were alive when that stuff happened. This is like, so this is not even a lifetime ago. And so the, we are the first generation to ever live where there is more abundance than there is need. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. distributed equally, or to the right, you know, there's still 11,000 people a day dying of hunger, but we're the first, but by the way, that number was 44,000 50 years ago when the world mm. was half the population it is today. So That's crazy. this is a mo- we this, this world we live in where there's abundance is that is a new thing it is new 99.9% of human population has been scarcity. And so for mm-hmm. to have family that's like that, that's totally not abnormal. That's probably a, it's a human condition and B it's normal. I would, I would argue that you're a lucky guy to have the mm-hmm. resolve, whether again, through circumstance or through your own innate ability or God, God gave you that gift where you were able to not have it just because you don't have it, right? You, you don't have yeah. you're wired differently. I, I, I actually, I'm very grateful for my childhood. I grew up at a very young age and, you know, any, uh, tough business decision or, or challenge that faced with today, I, I just look at them like it's nothing compared to the circumstances I've been through. So, sure. you know, I, I like to call them champagne problems, right? You know, you, you, you miss revenue or this employee wants to, you know, move on or whatever. Like, hey, it, it's a it's a champagne problem because I'm, I'm blessed and I'm on a trajectory where I know we're going to continue to win. That's awesome, man. So, yeah, so talk to us about Connected. I mean, you did the sneaker business. It sounds like you pivoted away from that. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about this pivot and and, and about the, the business now because you guys have done some amazing stuff with Connected. Yeah, so as, as I was graduating high school, a little app came out called StockX. Uh, think of KBB for cars but for shoes. So StockX will tell you what to buy, but I'll not only give you the data – but allow you to buy them right right on the marketplace. So it took the average sneaker resale, let's say it was a hundred dollars profit to like twenty bucks. And then it got way harder to get the releases because it went to apps only and just a lot of adversity faced. And so the pivot, you know, I knew how to build websites, I knew how to build GMB listings and and you know, do some Instagram and basic web pages. And so uh, as I I you know uh, made the pivot into digital marketing. I, I started with just rebuilding websites for people. And then you would ask me, do you, do you know how to do this? And I may not necessarily knew, knew exactly how to do it, but like, oh, yeah, I'll figure that out for you, Darius. And, and uh, it'll cost this a month. I was just a gunslinger. Right. And uh, also in that timeline, I met my business partner uh, still to this day, Cody Harvey. And uh, we met through a mutual friend. It was a very random wild way how we met it was so spontaneous but long story short you know first three minutes he brings up hey you know what's your relationship with god like i'm like whoa you know and uh 
I was like, I, to be honest with you, Cody, I, I don't have a lot of faith, you know, because of my family circumstances and this, that, and the third. And and so he actually ended up explaining and leading me to, to God and two weeks later, baptizing me in a bathtub uh, and overflowing and flooding his uh, girlfriend's apartment, took every article and towel of clothing to clean that up. And uh, we came together, we partnered on the digital marketing company, we called it Mission to Market. Sold a little bit of everything in that process. Uh, we, one, hated service-based revenue. It was just a grind every single month. Number two, it was a hard to be an expert in any and every type of business. And, and, and number three, I wanted to figure out the eighth wonder of the world, which is recurring revenue. And so at the time, I was using LinkedIn manually to build my connections and build my local network. was very successful getting coffee meetings, getting invited to small networking, local meetups. And it was just an overall great platform, great resource. But I put three, four hours a day into it. And I was just like, wow, what if we could just streamline this? What if we could save time, simplify opportunity? And so uh, first product was a, a LinkedIn automation product, a Google Chrome extension. It was God awful looking. Uh, however, it worked. And so we got to work on selling it. That's what my God-given gift is, be able to sell people on product and vision and, and you know, rally people together. And, uh, you know, we, we did just over 70,000 in sales in 45 days. We've, we never had those type of numbers ever selling digital marketing. And we're like, look, guys, burn the boats, you know, back, back to the book you brought up. But we burned the boats with digital marketing put clients over to people that we know could fulfill it. And we went all in on connected. So that's kind of nice. the backstory and the pivot. And that was 2018. You guys did that. Is that correct? 18 was the first shitty version of the product. 19 was uh, incorporation filed with the state of Indiana, all the proper stuff, right? Really tracking revenue um, and, and proper bookkeeping. And, you know, fast forward to today where we're on our, technically fourth iteration of the product, full sales enablement product where we handle your LinkedIn, your first party data, your email automation, texting, calling, all in one platform. Uh, we've got a feature releasing this year powered by ChatGPT where it's called Sales AI, where you literally can just put in a dream prospect. It'll pull it all down and drop, be able to enrich the data and enroll it right into a campaign on on public data records. So, you know, we've, we've come a long ways. Uh, the original vision for the company was where we're at today, put on a napkin. And I actually found the napkin a year and a half ago when I moved into my new house and it hangs up in our conference room. It was my first business plan ever. It's the shittiest business plan you've ever seen. Oh, that's all right. It, it's only shitty if it doesn't work. So, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know, you know, so right now you guys have over a hundred uh, team members. Um, yep. You, you you guys talk revenue. If I ask you revenue, you tell me how big you guys are. Or yeah, are you guys so about that. No, I'm not. I'm not very secretive about it. Uh, this year, uh, we'll, we're on pace to about 15 million in top line this year, um, nice. and, and most of that being annual recurring. Um, you know, our last recapitalization was at 120 million dollar valuation, with nice. uh, a lot of that being based on multiple of of recurring, the growth rate, but also a a product that we owned underneath the connected umbrella called breakout. Uh, so connected owns a company called breakout. It launches in May with Gary Vaynerchuk at VCon. Uh, it's clubhouse's competitor. So everything clubhouse shit the bet on, uh, 
breakout dead right pot you know paths of monetization recording the rooms to instantly upload it into podcasts like you know me and you perform uh, the ability to search and verify as someone is talking with ability called B search. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful platform. We've worked on it for several years now, uh, but connected owns that piece of technology and was able to drive that $120 million valuation that we were, we were able to raise uh, last year. So hold on. So break is breakout out there already right now. It is. Uh, we actively don't pr- push it. We're officially launching it May 18th at VCon. Oh, okay. But there is over 30,000 active users daily on it. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was one, I got on a Clubhouse uh, Christmas Eve, or no, New Year's Eve 2020. So I was like <laughs> one of the early, early, I lived on it for like two months and like was on like yeah. getting ripped up on stages. But that's actually how I met um, Grant. I was, I was on a stage with him. We hung out and chatted. Uh, so so. Were, you, were you with Nelson and Pega too? No, I don't know who that is. Who's that? Nelson is, so if Grant's in a room for the last couple of years, if Grant is in a room, Nelson's in a room with him. This so, is this is probably I, I I wasn't I mean I was on for like there was this one moment where it was like insane on Clubhouse. It was like the January and February of 21 and then yeah. I was like, "All right, I'm busy. I don't have time for this shit." So I I didn't notice that. I mean, I was in a bunch of rooms with him and we were of on course, a bunch of stages together. Um, but so maybe they, maybe that was before, or maybe they were there and I just didn't notice. Yeah. So, um, so Nelson, Nelson's one of the big influencers that we've, we've partnered with on the, on the breakout platform. So, oh, cool. uh, okay. yeah, yep. So it, it's, That's uh, awesome, very man. exciting. Yeah. We're excited to launch it. I was able to secure, you know, uh, another layer of, layer of intellectual property, but more importantly, you know, the question may be like, oh, you're a B2B sales enablement platform, you're a lead flow partner. Like, why would you want to own a social media app? Well, 30 to 40% of those users signing up out of the 30,000 that we have active are actually business owners and entrepreneurs. So we can now fix their lead flow, you know, strategically position product placement. And we have that data and also control our community of users on the connected platform. So, nice. you know, we, we've had over 20,000 businesses use the connected platform. Um, and, and so we have a, a big list and community of users that we want to put, we're putting over to break out to, to be able to control the narrative on it. Hey folks, Darius Mershazade here from the greatness machine, your go-to podcast for unlocking your full potential. Now you've heard me talk about the power of effective communication, right? It's the key to amplifying your influence, engaging others and really making your mark in the world. Well, well, Hold on to your hats because I have something special for you today. Economist Education has rolled out a game-changing course on business writing and storytelling that's going to take your communication skills to the next level. Picture this. Economist Education provides online executive education courses built on the expertise and analytical rigor of the economist itself. These aren't your run-of-the-mill classes, folks. We're talking about two to six weeks online programs designed to empower business professionals like you to thrive in a changing world and workplace. These courses feature senior editors from The Economist and invited experts who dish out the insights on the latest developments in the business world. It's like having a VIP pass to the forefront of knowledge. When you sign up, you get a three-month digital subscription to The Economist to support your learning journey. But here's the kicker, my friends. Get 15% off any course from The Economist Education exclusively available through my URL, education.economist.com forward slash greatness. And don't forget to enter the promo code greatness at registration to unlock your discount. This offer ends on March 31st. So you better hustle 
if you want to seize this opportunity now. Don't wait until it's too late. So for 15% off any course from The Economist Education, head over to education.economist.com forward slash greatness right now and use the promo code greatness at registration. Your future self will thank you for it now. What's up, TGMers? JustWorks supports small businesses with simple, seamless solutions like integrated payroll. Now for a limited time only, try out their payroll plan for one month for free. As a reliable and flexible platform, JustWorks earns back time. So you can focus on running your small business with big confidence. Running businesses demanding. And look, look, we've all been there. You know, you're juggling countless tasks and responsibilities every single day. That's why when it comes to managing payroll, you need a solution that streamlines the process so you can focus on what really matters, growing your business. Experience the relief of streamlined payroll management with their comprehensive solution. From automated payments to accurate tax calculations and seamless withholdings, JustWorks got you covered. Plus, their expert support ensures you have the assistance every single step of the way. And here's the best part. There's no hidden fees. Designed to be flexible, JustWorks can support teams of one to as many as your small business hires, including contractors. In just 30 minutes, set up a payroll that streamlines paying your team, saves time, mitigates errors, and is a desktop and mobile friendly. You can even integrate time tracking and benefits that support running your small business with big confidence. Don't miss your chance to get one month free by visiting justworks.com slash greatness. Secure the limited time offer and start letting JustWorks run your payroll so you don't have to. Start your free month now at justworks.com forward slash greatness. Did you guys bootstrap it from 70k to like or when did you guys raise any venture? Like, how to talk us through yeah, like know, your, uh, your that path at all? No venture. Um, even to this day, I have not sold any um, preferred stock in the company. So it, it's been uh, it, it's been a task, but it's also protected my my ownership and and being able to control a company. Uh, so no venture, even up to this day, only high net worth. And so uh, we bootstrapped. We had a cumulative, not not reoccurring revenue. So I don't want I don't want any misleading information out there. We had over ten million in sales with all in before we raised a dollar. So, so you guys had so you guys brought in ten million in cumulative sales, and then you and then you started bringing in high net worth, ultra high net worth, like private investors to to, to for to fund some of the capital that you needed for growth. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the silly mistakes I made, I know you guys are about transparency is I did a, a factor loan on MRR for growth capital mm-hmm. yep. and we, we outgrew the pace of payment. Like that's a real thing. If you are growing, let's say you're pacing to be 10% month over month, well, you can cash flow out and project to make the payment. Not a big deal. But if you go from 10%, to 40%, 50%, 60% month over month growth, which some months that was reality. You had so much fulfillment, you know, jamming in employees and staff to try to just keep up to where it got real shaky on making that payment. And it became our uh, constricting on the, on the cash flow and blood flow of the business. So we, we raised enough capital to wipe that out. Um, we we were able to have a little bit of liquidation and founder stock, so that was a that was my first good big win too, nice. um, and so it, it and it created it created the foundation to also bring in key leaders that are still running the company to this day. And so that's awesome, man. And so um, so you guys have been able to obviously successfully grow that. So let me ask you a question though, because 
you know, I, you guys have what 107 staff or 100 plus staff members. Um, what's the what's the primary growth driver of the connected product? Are you guys out there selling it B two B? Are you leveraging the tool to like go and I mean, it's a sales tool, so I'm assuming you're eating your own dog food. Are you, is that one of the keys to you growing the platform? Is just using the tool? Um, are yeah. you guys doing paid paid advertising? What are you guys doing? Yeah, I'll break it down for you. So just over 70% of all new net new sales come from our own product. We're very proud nice. of that statistic. Um, the about 15% is paid ad strategy and about 15% is follow-up, cold calling, uh, emailing, kind of the, the old school grinding phase. I love that. Yeah. And so w- um, what do you guys, um, like talking about that though, what, how much, what's the average, so how many users are on the platform right now? So active daily users, uh, we have just over 13,000. We've had over 20,000, you know, uh, sign up are and these, kind of churn. These are pay, those are paying users or active users, like yeah. paying users, 13,000. So if you guys yeah. are doing 15 mil, million in, in, in top line revenue, that's like a hundred and what, 10 bucks per user per year. Um, is yep. that, is that about right? Yeah, you're you're a little bit high because we've just had different price points, but yeah, you're you're, you're pretty close. And so, um, yeah, walk us through your pricing model. Like, what what are the different pricing models that people can come in and use the product at? So today, yeah, there's there's two main service offerings, right? One hundred seven a month is just your basic LinkedIn and data enrichment, and then one ninety seven a month is LinkedIn data email. And then we have an implementation or onboarding fee of 1500. It's a one-time fee. So an individual user could budget 3,500 bucks and have a good solid leech in partner for the year to generate three to five appointments onto their calendar. Per, per month or per year? Sorry, per week. Three to oh, five three appointments to five. per week. Yeah. And what, what, and what do you consider a, 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 an appointment? Like an appointment's like, Hey, I want to, I want to talk to you about this or just like, yeah, that'd be great to have a conversation. What's, what's, what's a quote unquote lead in your book? Uh, for us, it's, Hey, yeah. You know, it seems like there's a possibility that this could be a good fit. That's what we qualify as a lead, but upon purchasing a connected software call, number one is defining what success looks like for you. So we make sure those appointments are what you define as a lead. And so who would be like, Oh, sorry, go ahead. You know, what's actually very shocking is when you look at data connected with all the businesses we've worked with, um, it's the number one issue is they actually don't know who they want to target. Like they, they, they can't define success clearly before starting. And so then their expectations are under met and, and it's like a huge frustration point. I just kind of wanted to highlight that. So over the years I've seen that and it goes back to, Darius, you tell me you need connected, you need leads. I ask you, okay, what's an exact customer that you want? What's a good lead for you? And you're like, oh, CEOs. Well, not every CEO is a good meeting for you, right? right. So it, 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 it's wild how many business owners, entrepreneurs, and we deal a lot of SMB mid-market, right? We've really only been dealing with enterprise for a year. So a lot of SMB mid-market, they have no effing clue, man. It's crazy. Unbelievable. Guys, know well, your market. Know your yeah. They're not marketers. That, that's that's the issue. Yeah. So they don't. They're they're a lot of them. You give them a sales list, they'll just go pound the pound the phones, right? A lot of people are not good at that either. Because to your point earlier, like I've always been really good at that. Like not. I mean, I'm I'm not bad at it, but my teams have always been. I always say we're grinders. So 
we'll just outgrind everybody. And that's yeah. how Magro, $200 million company. And it was based off of having five people that grinded experiences for us, or, uh, opportunities into the, into the business. And that's yeah. not 200 cumulative, that's 200 per year of top line revenue. Um, and so, you know, and people are like, what was the secret to your success? So I'm like, we had a team of people that would grind the phones hard and they would just line, they would tee up opportunities. This is the same team yeah. I'm using right now for my private equity business. They're, yeah. as we speak, they're grinding right now, 1200 prospects who are our perfect avatar. So let's use my business as an example. Cause I think mm-hmm. we're, we're looking for different ways to, you know, bring in opportunities. I have a private equity fund. Um, we are buying minority stakes in wealth management firms. I have a biz dev team head up by my partner, who's my brother, and they're out there trying to approach these wealth managers to see if they want to sell a piece of their company. How would we use a tool like yours to try to get them on the phones? Like what would be, what would be the way that we would do that with you guys? Yeah. So a good, a good place to start would be, do you have a stake you've acquired? Have you done any transactions at all? Up to this point, We're, no. Well, my one of the partners left a business where they did five transactions. So he closed five deals, and then and he was a principal in that business, and then he sold his interest in that business, and he's one of the owners of our business. So for some very particular like yours, this is how we would onboard you. We would say, "Awesome, so we want to take that business partner, and he's most likely connected with the people he did transactions with, right? Sure, but at least one of them. Yeah, yeah, for that- sure he is." Yeah, we, we would take that person's LinkedIn. So we would take your brother's LinkedIn and, and target that person's second degree. So it's it. one connection away. And we would start reaching out and be like, hey, Darius, I see that you're in, you've are you been in the wealth management space for you know t- five plus years. I believe there's a strategic opportunity. would love to discuss that with you. And then, you know, that'd be the connection message. And then you could set a follow-up. One of the unique things we have in our product is, you could shoot a video, think of a loom, but with your yep. LinkedIn profile behind you. And it'd be your profile, Darius, and it'd be me talking. Hey, Darius, again, I, I know I, I mentioned in my previous message that I believe we, we have some synergies, but just opened a new new round in our private equity fund and want to see if you know, you'd be a possible good fit to you know roll up into our, our strategy. And that video would play, it would send, and would automate putting in the 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 customization at scale. And then uh, on top of it, we'd take their data upon accepting, enrich the contact, and then then you can email them and then have the dials and then have the texting as well. Okay, so it becomes a full CRM with LinkedIn being one sleeve, email, I guess, being one sleeve, text being one sleeve, phone being one sleeve, and then you disposition the lead and so on and so forth and kind of work them through the system. Yep, all all in one screen, all in one system, including pipeline management. So, like, what CRM are you guys using? Uh, I think well, we're we're still kind of contemplating HubSpot's the one we we use because we use that in our last business, but HubSpot for now. Yeah, I would, I would I would go with HubSpot for you. By the way, so we'd integrate the HubSpot your pipeline with two way sync to our program. You do all pipeline mm-hmm. management inside of the product disposition, update the deal, deal records, all the contact sync, you know, it's a beautiful program. I mean, when I, when I set to build the business, I I wanted a one-stop shop to a no bullshit path to generate leads. That was like the, the mantra, no bullshit. How do I get leads? 
And so that's how we've approached building the product. And still to this day, my favorite, my favorite meeting every single week is product meeting. I still go to, I still go to every product meeting. Yeah, it's important, right? Because I mean, look, you guys are still a super young business. And you know, it's it, it feels like everything. But you know, 15 years from now, it'll either be the biggest success of your life, or it'll be another business that something happened, and you went on to something else, right? That's like, that's how it goes, right? And so um, that's you have the right mentality from my standpoint. Ever walked into a place and instantly felt drawn in by the scent? Let me share a recent shopping experience. It was a crisp morning and I decided to browse through a new store that had just opened in the neighborhood. As I stepped inside, a refreshing scent of citrus and pine greeted me, instantly lifting my mood and making me feel welcome. As I explored the aisles, the pleasant aroma lingered, enhancing my shopping experience and making it more enjoyable. It made me realize how much scent can influence our perception of a store and how it can make a difference in our overall experience. For stores using scent strategically, that can help them stand out from the competition and create a welcoming environment that keeps customers coming back. If you've ever been in a Banana Republic, Abercrombie, Marriott, or Weston, you know how fragrance can take your experience from good to incredible. Scent Air guided stores, hotels, event spaces, and other businesses in creating fragrance experiences that encourage customers to spend more, stay longer, and leave them happier, ultimately enabling businesses to stand out among their competitors. The secret behind scent marketing is that it's more than just filling your space with a nice scent. Scent Air is proven to increase earned revenue up to 9%, keep customers in your business up to 18% longer, and boost customer satisfaction up to 20% more. Give customers an experience they won't forget with Scent Air's professional quality fragrances designed for businesses just like yours. Go to scentair.com forward slash greatness to learn how you can save 25% off your first Whisper Max diffuser and explore other great deals today. I want to use one more case study um, just because we've got a few more minutes. So um, I, have a pro- I have a management consulting business. I, I exited, my brother and I exited our company. Again, this is a thousand person company that we sold um, a couple of years ago. So I started doing management consulting and I ended up consulting about 50 CEOs and their companies doing, helping them scale, right? My, my expertise is how do you grow from, you know, startup to a thousand employees and do it very quickly with, without tension and pain, right? And so I have a person who's one of my head consultants. I told her I'm doing this private equity thing. And she's kind of running with the professional services business because we have this, this book of clients that we work with. Um, but I want to get her some more clients. What would be a, And we have a whole portfolio of results and all this stuff that we've done because we've had a very successful business so far. I'm just don't, I'm, I'm kind of stepping into the private equity thing and just leaving it with her. But I want to help her generate business and leads. How would I use a tool like yours with my professional services business to help get her get in front of, you know, lower, this can be SMBs to, I mean, one of our products is an SMB product to a lower mid market product. And the more, probably the more technical product is a lower mid market product. How would we, and the product I think that would be easiest to sell would be the the SMB to lower mid market. It's basically building core values for companies so they can become the, the essentially operationalizing values in the company. And we have a whole yeah. product for it. So how would we leverage connected to, to scale that in LinkedIn with you guys? Yeah. So um, we would take your partner's name or business profile on LinkedIn. One, make sure it, it matches and syncs up with, you know, think of it as you like your landing page, your LinkedIn profile of people underestimate the power of it, but it's one of the highest ranking. If you Google your name, your LinkedIn profile will be your first 
three things that pop up, right? Sure. So we'll start start with the make sure the profile's on point. If it's not, we'll redo it. And then we will take that book of business and say, hey, who was a recent SMB uh, CEO you worked with that you crushed it with? They would say, John. We crushed it for John. Find John on LinkedIn. Find his second degree network. That means one degree of separation, right? So just a friend of a friend. And we begin sequencing to CEOs of, of service-based companies that are SMB, 10 employees or less, whatever your target is. Begin sequencing. Uh, I would send a blank connection. So just get the connection. So get the opt-in to LinkedIn. And then I would send a video with her with the scrolling of the, of the individual's prospects page and saying, hey, you know, I connected with you because your mutual connection of John. Uh, we recently helped, you know, scale his business by implementing this core values product. I'd love to discuss if you have 10 to 15 minutes, see if this would be a good fit for you. And then send the video at scale. And then also start dripping the emails, the value emails. I'm sure you guys already are sending through other marketing campaigns and start dripping emails and then load them up into the queue for the follow-up and create the the outbound strategy that way i love it man so your team i'm sorry go ahead so personalization is key mass marketing worked for years right power dial power email you you get massive results with data regulations and changes to first party data and all the fun stuff that's happening you got to get personalized you got to be intentional and you got to have a product that cuts through the noise and that, that's what we focus on here at Connected. Nice. I love it, man. Well, you guys are doing some amazing stuff. Um, man, what a cool story. I'm, I love to talk into up-and-coming young entrepreneurs that are crushing it, especially ones that have been starting when they were 15. Um, you're a man of my own right. And, uh, man, just keep doing what you're doing. I'd love to kind of get wrapped up here because I know we're near the end of the show. You got a podcast that you just came out with. Um, where can people connect with you? Talk about the podcast for a second, and then maybe we could talk about how they can, you know, do business with you guys if they want to learn more about what you're doing with Connected and all the other projects you're working on. Yeah, so podcast name, no title necessary. It's on all platforms. Wherever you, you know, digest or consume your podcast, it'll be there. Um, you know, the mantra is no BS, no ego. Like, what were the challenges? How did you overcome them? We focused on 30 to 40 minutes of just challenges, overcoming adversity. How did it make your life better, your business better, your relationships better? You know, whatever the the free flowing conversation creates, it's non-scripted, it's non, you know, pre-agenda, it's it's very raw. Um, and, you know, we've shot 14 episodes, released six of them. Um, we got, you know, we got a notification, we were top 10% in downloads uh, last week globally. So starting to get some cool. good volume on it. Um, you know, I've got a decent following on Instagram, which that's where you can connect with me. Just Devin, D-E-V-I-N-A-L-L-E-N Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, all one word, Devin Allen Johnson. And then if you guys need a lead flow partner, it's very simple, connected.io, K-E-E-K-E-N-N-E-C-T-E-D.io. So connected awesome. with a K. That's right. Connected with a K. We'll put all that in the show notes. Devin Johnson, my man, I'm excited to see you light the world on fire, my brother. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for coming on the show today. So you guys heard it here first. Um, All the information on where you can learn more about how you can leverage his product in your business. Um, I'm a huge fan. I've been on LinkedIn since 07. I'm always an early adopter on all these different sites. 
and uh just just and i'm on there having fun all the time but but it's a great place to connect with people that and that have like an interest in your products but you got to do it thoughtfully and devin and his team have built a great product there's no way you can build a SaaS product from bootstrap without a SaaS background unless you have a great product and clearly you and your team have done that so uh please share this with people that need to hear it if you're in the audience and go check it out yourself uh, with that said, Devin, much gratitude to you, to you, my friend. Appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much, my man. Appreciate and, it, man. Uh, until next time, peace out, everybody. Love you. You are listening to The Greatness Machine, and that's a wrap for today. Listen, if you love what you heard, subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform that you're tuning in on. So that you don't miss any of our future episodes, we have tons of great people coming on and we're, we're stoked to have you here to enjoy it with us. Leave us a review. Tell us what you love most about this particular episode. We love getting the reviews. We love to see what you guys love most. And if this particular episode you know, made you think of someone who's leveling up in their business and in their life, print screen, share it with them. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we're all here to support and grow with each other. And in case you want to see some of the fun behind the scenes shots or some of the things that we're doing, I'm actually writing about this in my weekly newsletter. Go to www.therealdarius.com and subscribe to my newsletter. We're talking about fun things like business and life and mindfulness and cryptocurrencies and gosh, I don't even know everything and anything, but it's tons of fun stuff I write about. I try to get it out on a weekly basis. You can subscribe at www.therealdarius.com. And with that said, look, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. I love you. Peace. We're out of here. See you guys on the next one. Whether your resolution is to save money, eat better, or stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. Say hello to your most delicious year yet. With fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at the price you'll like, delivered right to your door. Don't let recipe boredom strike because HelloFresh has more options than ever before. Dig into your biggest menu yet with over 45 dinner options to choose from weekly and even more market add-on items that suit any lifestyle. As someone who's always on the go, the convenience of having delicious and nutritious meals delivered right to my doorstep has been a game changer. I'll never forget the first time I tried HelloFresh, the excitement of unboxing fresh ingredients and the joy of cooking up a restaurant-quality meal in my own kitchen. I felt like I had my own personal chef minus the hefty price tag. What really hooked me was the variety of recipes they offer. From exotic cuisines to classic comfort food, HelloFresh keeps my taste buds dancing. And the best part, no more last-minute grocery runs or wasted ingredients. Everything I need is right in the box. Ready to join America's number one meal kit family? Dive into a world of flavor with HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash great free and use the code GREATFREE, that's G-R-E-A-T-F-R-E-E, for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash GREATFREE with code GREATFREE. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. 
I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you wanna learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.